How's everybody doing? I'm David Kurt. I'm the broker of record with Lake City Realty, and we're thrilled to be reaching out to a lot of our local politicians that are running uh, for uh, the, the upcoming election. Today, we're so thrilled to have Craig Gravel with us. He's the Nickel Belt uh, candidate for the Green Party, and we're happy to have a conversation about housing and what that looks like for, for Craig and for the Green Party together. So, Craig, do you want to give us a little bit of an intro for yourself? Uh, sure. So, uh, my name's Craig Gravel. I'm running as the uh, Green Party of Canada candidate for Nickel Belt. Uh, I'm 24 years old. Um, I've been working as a cook now for six years. Um, I'm a recent college graduate, and um, I myself, being a young person, um, have my own uh, experiences with the housing market in Canada, and I want to try to provide my, uh, my, um, I guess, viewpoint, uh, and I guess a lot of other young uh, Canadians' viewpoints on the housing market. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Where are you a cook right now? Just curious. Um, I work at Cousin Vinny's uh, in uh, the Hanmer location. He has two locations. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. One of my favorites. Every time we, I'm getting to the valley, I love the wings there, that's for sure. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. And, and uh, yeah, today we want our conversation to focus kind of on the housing industry as that's kind of the, the nature of our industry that we're in. So, uh, and you're a perfect person to have this conversation with because you are that young person that I don't know if you're in the housing market now or if you're renting or whatever position you're in. Uh, but, but now more and more and more, especially after COVID, we find young first time home buyers have the idea of owning a home. And, and I know, especially in a lot of Southern Ontario places, it's become just completely un, uh, unachievable. Yeah. In Sudbury and surrounding area, like we are still, you know, our average price points increased 50,000 in the last 12 months. Like what, like what are you seeing or do you guys have any idea on policy or anything like that that you'd be doing to kind of help people um, make it a little bit easier to get into the housing market? Sure. So you're definitely right about uh, especially the housing, housing prices in southern Ontario. You know, I used to live in Mississauga myself. I had to live with multiple roommates uh, down there just to afford rent. Um, when it comes to Sudbury, um, uh, it is uh, still growing, uh, like you said, $50,000 over the last uh, 12 years or so. Um, and it is becoming a little bit harder for young younger Canadians such as myself to find uh, uh, housing or opportunities or even rental opportunities. Um, so when it comes to, you know, working on ways to um, uh, find solutions uh, to fix problems that uh, don't take away from others, uh, what we got to do is we got to uh, invest in people and then... Um, trust in people to make uh, the right or the decisions that uh, we believe that uh, the Green Party uh, believes that people will make. So that includes, uh, um, you know, passing uh, daring policies like a guaranteed livable income, for instance, uh, that helps uh, as an income support program that helps people pay for uh, mortgages or rent uh, and stuff like that. So you guaranteed living income, is that kind of like a universal, uh, like a UBI that basically is, is a, like I know the kind of a buzzword that a lot of people are using in, in today kind of thing. So is that kind of where the Green Party believes that things could go? Yeah, so uh, the guaranteed level income is uh, kind of like a variation of a universal basic income. Um, it actually is a big uh, part of our uh, party platform. It provides more people with uh, more choice, dignity and opportunity, as well as the uh, ability to pay for um, you know, certain necessities like rent or transportation, clothing, food, stuff like that. Um, and uh, the, with the goal uh, with the guaranteed livable income or a universal basic income is uh, to provide everyone an income floor uh, because it's a lot easier to build from an income floor than it is from a safety net. 
Um, and so that's uh, that's that's the goal with there with the guaranteed livable income. Um, there are also other uh, housing um, strategies that the Green Party of Canada will be uh, you know using to uh, um, to put or uh, allow for young Canadians to enter the home uh, market as well. Yeah, I was trying to do some research on the Green Party specifically, and like I, I found a lot of uh, snapshots when like comparing kind of like the Liberals and the Conservatives and the and the NDP and stuff like that. But I wasn't able to find so much from the Green Party. Do you guys believe in like RSPs uh, for for first time home buyers? And like like do you guys have any stance on some of those bigger issues? I know from a lot of the first time home buyers I deal with, they like they like the five percent down. Some people are even talking about making longer amortization periods. Uh, some people are even talking about uh, maybe like getting rid of five percent down altogether, um, and then also like the the idea of using RSPs and some of uh, some of the different policies, uh, parties are talking about increasing the amount of money they can withdraw from their RSPs. Do you know if it, specifically anything the Green Party has a stance on on that? Um, on those or not really I don't know about the Green Party specifically. I know I do support um, uh, you know finding ways to um, you know with the five percent down payment. Uh, uh, I'm unsure if other parties are uh, you know supporting programs that make it easier to make that 5% um, down payment uh, a lot easier for younger Canadians. I know uh, that's something I want to make uh, a lot easier for younger Canadians, but uh, yeah, um, uh, I can't really say uh, much about the Green Party's platform. There are other ways like, uh, you know, investing in um, different housing uh, um, solutions uh, for different housing needs. Um, you know, one thing in, sorry. Yeah, that brings me to my to my number my my, my second hand question I kind of want to hit on is uh, we know that uh, one of the biggest problems with housing is just uh, the uh, the the actual the idea of infrastructure and there's just not enough infrastructure out there especially if we you know take uh, like lower income housing or like a geared to income housing or something like that that's out there do you guys have any like idea on or how would you think that that's something that uh, obviously that's a big big uh, um, um, a policy and a big big issue to tackle but do you do you have any ideas on how you would act uh, on incursion encouraging the supply of available housing that was, uh, would be out there? Sure. So um, in order to, uh, I believe, and uh, a lot of a lot of supporters in the Green Party believe that in order to um, increase the supply of housing, uh, we have to do a lot of things. Um, but we also have to understand that we need, uh, that we do have a lot of peopleless homes in Canada, and we do have a lot of homeless people. So we can actually address it by addressing uh, the current housing that um, we have that is currently being vacated or that is currently vacant. And I'm sorry if you can hear my dog in the background, he's scratching at the door. That's okay. Um, but uh, there's also other ways like we're, we're gonna, uh, the Green Party wants to invest in building um, more uh, deeply affordable homes. Um, I believe, uh, I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I think it was uh, 300,000 units um, over the course of a decade, um, but also requiring about like 30% of those homes uh, to be affordable and uh, um, are prioritizing um, people with disabilities and uh, special needs as well, which is something that uh, I also have, uh, very, are, uh, heavily support. No, fantastic. Yeah. And like, and it's, it's, it's whenever you add some government incentives to things, like it's always going to encourage people to be doing some, uh, some projects. And, uh, but even just, I remember, uh, like some friends of mine, their, their parents got to the age where they couldn't live on their own. Right. And they, they wanted to live under their roof and stuff like that. And they're like, Oh, there's some government programs available. It turned out it was 15% up to $10,000. So 1,500 uh, for, um, for rebates, for, for doing uh, some renovations to be able to have, to be able to house the parents in their house. And like, 
like they, they ended up spending, I think it was like 70,000 because they did, you know, quite a bit of work to have the parents live with them in the end to be able to, to, to retrofit their entire house. Uh, um, and then to have a like $1,500 kickback wasn't that big, but it, I guess everything, every little dollar helps at the end of the day. The day. But it was uh, interesting, the point that you uh, had had hit on earlier, where the idea of doing 300,000 houses. And I think that one of the bigger issues that at least from what what my, my view is, is um, there's just a disconnect between the local cities, uh, the, the, the province and the federal government on a lot of these issues. And, and I know that, um, that the Canadian Real Estate Association is kind of endorsing the idea of a roundtable discussion, of like a permanent roundtable for housing. Do you guys have any, uh, so where the, basically these conversations could be having with these different stakeholders, do you guys have any say on that or any opinion on that? Sure. So um, I actually looked through the Green Party platform uh, recently. Um, if, when it comes to having like a like a housing roundtable strategy, like I, I wasn't able to find much concrete uh, information on that. Um, I do understand and I do uh, want uh, people to know that communication is uh, vital when making important housing decisions. So I would support uh, a roundtable like that that involves uh, federal, provincial, and municipal governments, um, along with uh, building or along with uh, builders and organizations. I think if you, especially looking at Nickel Belt, like that's such a vast area, and like those little those municipalities like are, have so many different rules and regulations and things like that. So it's uh, especially with an area like Nickel Belt, I think that's uh, such a key driver. And being able to have those people at the table that can provide good value and and to make sure that if there's going to be incentives or if there's going to be rebates or something like that, then those, those get best aligned with ensuring that they, they actually turn into uh, development and, and get the money to where it needs to go there. So that's interesting. The other point you, uh, you, you touched on is homelessness. And I think I've been involved with a, a bunch of different charities within Sudbury. I know uh, inner city homes always been close to my heart as well, but uh, um, the idea of homelessness in, in, in Sudbury and nickel belt. And uh, do you have any ideas on how you can kind of combat homelessness uh, in, in like as a housing kind of uh, issue? Sure. So there is an affordable housing and uh, homelessness crisis. Uh, in particular, the Green Party will uh, combat homelessness like in Greater Sudbury and Nickel Belt by uh, providing, um, you know, uh, Greater Sudburyans with uh, guaranteed level income to help pay for their expenses, uh, like rent and food. Um, the Green Party will also increase investments in mental health support uh, for the homeless, um, including job support programs. Um, you know, we want people to have the opportunity uh, to uh, uh, get into transitional housing. Um, you know, we're going to uh, invest in tiny homes and co-op housing. Um, we're going to invest in, uh, um, you know, and I, what I really want to fight for in Nickel Belt particularly is actually I want to fight for a Nickel Belt um, kind of like a tiny home community, I guess. Um, if we can build like hundreds of units, let's say, uh, um, and build like a small little community uh, around one of our local towns uh, in, in Nickel Belt, then, you know, we can also have um, public services uh, and utilities um, in the area too that can uh, um, build a, and foster a community and that doesn't, um, you know, keep everyone so far apart from each other, um, while also building affordable housing for people in different scenarios, you know, like I myself am a young um, person who's single. And, uh, you know, for me, like, it's kind of hard to find uh, housing or rent that, uh, or housing or rental opportunities that are um, uh, in my price range. Uh, so I think like tiny homes, not only for 
the homeless are are great, but it's also great for people like me uh, who are in my situation. That's actually really encouraging to hear because I know, like it's like as somebody that's in real estate, I've also I've, in the past I've looked at the idea of the the development and and it, more specifically inside of Sudbury, not Nickel Build, but uh, but inside of Sudbury, I know there was restrictions. I don't know. I think they were trying to uh, reduce some of the restrictions uh, just based off size of square footage developments and things like that because they want neighborhoods to conform and they want you know certain requirements and things like that. And obviously, you want it to be fire safe and you want it to be up to whatever the Ontario Building Code is going to say. But the idea of building tinier footprint houses, which keeps construction costs down is something that's you know is just a no-brainer in my mind as well kind of thing so it's good to hear that you've got some uh some progressive thoughts on that at least that's uh that's encouraging there um and then you you also hit on the idea of, of the rental market as well and and when we talk about housing market i don't want to just be here talking about real estate and then getting into the housing market but i also wanted like there's there's a lot of people you know uh, young people whether they're in university colleges or uh, just out of school that are looking in there they can't get into the housing market so they're looking at renting and i know this has been one of the number one issues I've heard from a lot of people recently is just like, like they're just their jaw drops when they see rental prices. And, uh, you know, and then like, as as I'm a landlord myself, and I see, you know, people that take advantage of the situation. And the, so like, there's, there's, is the LTB doing enough? And is there a big, a big enough pushback there? Do you guys have any comment, like any way of looking at kind of addressing some of that affordable rental uh, marketplace? And uh, like, would that would that be also the tiny homes? Or do you guys have any other different thoughts on that? Um. You know, I think, uh, you know, uh, I think a big part of the Green Party platform is to provide affordability for Canadians. And, uh, you know, I, I know this is going to seem really uh, like a different um, coming from a, a candidate uh, uh, from a party who may not be as you know, popular as other parties. Um, but we, we believe in uh, providing Canadians uh, money uh, through a guaranteed level income that will help uh, people afford uh, their rent. And, um, you know, for me, at least uh, in the, you know, I'm 24 years old, I'll keep bringing that up, like, uh, you know, housing has been, uh, you know, rising um, for decades, at least it seems to me. And uh, for me, uh, the, uh, the solution isn't to try to, um, you know, uh, try to address housing prices and rental prices. The, a big part of the solution is to try to address income um, because what we really have is an income shortage. Uh, you know, you, you hear a lot of people saying we have a labor shortage. What we have is a an income shortage. So um, if we can provide everyone an income floor that helps them build a, a live on a life on top of that, um, you know, people will be able to afford uh, rent. And uh, that's that's kind of where we're uh, trying to come uh, come at with the guaranteed livable income here. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I remember doing some uh, just a little bit of reading on a UBI system, uh, you know, and the idea that if people don't have to take a job, then they can like they if they're they, they take a job because they want to or they, they're going to do something that they love or whatever. So it's uh, that that level of happiness in, in a society like that, you know, definitely uh, starts increasing quite a bit. Right. So uh, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, there's going to be uh, logistics in terms of paying for it and things like that. But again, that's mm-hmm. all th- those are all what can happen and be flushed out through policy kind of thing. Well, that's kind of, you know what, like. This is the questions that I had today. Again, I was really trying to take a focused approach from a, from a housing perspective, uh, rentals and ownership. I think you're a, an awesome person to have this conversation with, a 24-year-old uh, individual uh, that's, you know, in the Nickel Belt area and like looking to, you know, trying to get a foothold into this marketplace, whether it's a renting or buying kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything that you want to leave our viewers with today? Um, I just want to leave viewers with, uh, you know, the message that uh, I'm trying to provide voters a, a different candidate, I guess. 
Um, I'm fighting for daring and bold policies that will help, uh, you know, first-time home buyers uh, and not only first-time home buyers, but uh, people already homes already. Um, you know, I want uh, people to have a guaranteed livable income so they can help pay for uh, housing and they can help pay for unexpected expenses that a uh, uh, home ownership comes with. And um, I also want to provide, you know, young people like myself with the, by abolishing tuition so that it doesn't, uh, so that, you know, student loan debts don't end up being a drag on young Canadians, which end up pushing home ownership uh, rates, uh, you know, later into, you know, it seems like they're thir- uh, young people's 30s or 40s now. So um, I'm trying to come at this with a different perspective. Um, I'm trying to come at this uh, with a perspective that hasn't, that is completely different from uh, what we've seen from uh, both major parties who have uh, held power in this country. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, my campaign and uh, a lot of my uh, social media will help uh, people when, uh, you know, looking at this from a different viewpoint, uh, hopefully. That's, that's really awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And just where people, where can people find you? I know you, I saw you on Twitter, I think on Facebook as well, but like, where's your, where's your mainstays on social these days? Yeah. So um, I'm not on much social media nowadays. I'm, I'm, I have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I, I barely use my Instagram, but my Facebook is, uh, I think it's at uh, or Craig Ravel GPC, I believe. We're happy and to- uh, my Twitter is Craig Ravel NB. We'll happy to put your contacts in the show notes as well too, as well. But, uh, but yeah, fantastic. And if they have any questions, are you, uh, they can look you up online. I know you've got your website as well, kind of thing, but where's the best place to get a hold of you if anybody has a question? Um, yeah. So you can email me at Craig Gravel 32 at gmail.com, or you can give me a phone call at 705-280-7750. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you again for having us on, uh, on the, on the camera today. And uh, we appreciate uh, taking the time. All right. Thank you very much. And thank you. See you later. Nice, yeah.